Disney World that will take you on a musical journey. We did that this morning as we said, so we had to skip being together for Palm Sunday and Holy Week and Easter together. We had the, we sang the hymns there to sort of bring us up to speed here. Because you see, as Jesus people, we have three big days on our calendar, Christmas and Easter and Pentecost, which is today. Now, it's easy to understand why those other two are big deals. I mean, Christmas when God became a human being and came to earth as that baby in Bethlehem, and Easter when Jesus rose from the dead, but why Pentecost? Pentecost pales in comparison with those other two, and what do we do to celebrate Pentecost? I mean, yeah, you wear red and we have a picnic, but that's really a Messiah thing. That's, That's not something that they do worldwide. And those other two kind of leave Pentecost in the liturgical dust. So we sing Christmas carols at Christmas. We sing Easter hymns at Easter. How many of you have ever sung a Pentecost ditty? Probably not because you'd have to sing it in tongues. And at Christmas time, we give each other presents. At Easter, we eat chocolate. But on Pentecost, well, some of us tried to put that fire on our head thing, and you see how it worked out. So, what's the point of Pentecost? If it's in that holy trinity of holy days, how did it manage to get there with the other two? Well, the point of Pentecost is this is when we remember that God poured out His Holy Spirit upon all of His people. Now, that doesn't sound like much until you remember in the Old Testament, before Jesus, before Pentecost, what the Holy Spirit was doing inside of God's people. Not much. Now, the Holy Spirit was there present at creation, hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was moving in and through history and through groups of people. But as far as being in individuals, the Holy Spirit sometimes was there and sometimes wasn't. And when He was, it was only in one or two people at a time. That's why there's only one Abraham and one Moses and one David and a very few prophets. And the way the Scriptures describe it is the Holy Spirit came upon David and he went out and he fought Goliath. Or the Holy Spirit came upon Isaiah and he spoke these words of a prophecy. So the Holy Spirit was on people but wasn't in them. Now, what difference does that make? Well, when you make a moral mistake, or you mistreat someone, or you're selfish, and that thing inside of you goes, ooh, ooh, that is not Jiminy Cricket singing, always let your conscience be your guide. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inside of you saying, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, oops, bad move, don't do that again, and now you need to go apologize and try to make it right. You see, the Holy Spirit inside of us makes that difference. Because without the Holy Spirit, as long as the Holy Spirit's out here and not in here, we really don't know right from wrong, except by whatever rules we live under, or what somebody else tells us, or what we learn the hard way by either getting hurt or hurting someone else. Left on our own, Uh, we do pretty much what we think we can get away with. And we all know people who do that because they have a skewed sense of what's right and wrong because they don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. That's why in the Old Testament, God's people and Orthodox Jewish people still today have 613 commandments. You thought 10 was tough. 
but they've harvested 613 commandments from the Bible because they know they can't trust their conscience to move them to do the right thing. People without the Holy Spirit, humans can be quite inhuman to each other. And 613 commandments helps them get along with God and with each other. Now, on the other hand, after Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was upon all of God's people, it wasn't until then that God's people, the church, moved to end slavery and child labor and trial by combat and might, might makes right. And it was not until after Pentecost that the Holy Spirit moved in God's people to, to form and to establish hospitals and orphanages and social services. Now, some few of that, some little bit of that existed before the church, but it's really the church throughout history that's made all of those social kinds of ministries to people. It's the Holy Spirit inside of God's people that prompted that to happen. So what's the point of Pentecost? It's when God pours out His Holy Spirit upon all of God's people, not just a few and not just sometimes. And what a gift that is, a gift for you, but also for others. Now, God gives all kinds of gifts. We just heard a list of nine of those from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and he gives lots of different kinds of gifts. But when God gives a gift, He gives it not just for you, but also for others as well. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes into me, it's great for me because it makes me a better me. But it also benefits everybody around me because as I'm becoming a better me, that also makes me a better son, a better brother, a better friend, a better husband, a better father, a better grandfather, a better employee, a better employer, a better boss, a better citizen, a better neighbor, a better person. And as the Holy Spirit works inside of each of us, everybody around us benefits as well. And sometimes God gives specific gifts and talents and skills or conditions or possessions. And God gives those to us because He loves us, but then we get to share those with others and serve them as well. So, for instance, God gives some people gifts of music, and we get to be blessed as we hear them sing and play. God gives some people gifts of hospitality, and the rest of us get to enjoy what they make to eat it and drink it and feel welcome. God gives some people wealth, and God blesses the rest of us through their generosity as they share they have. And God gives some people a special love for babies or children or teenagers or young adults or single parents or older people or people with special needs. And as those folks serve those people, the people that they love benefit. The point of Pentecost is God pours out His Holy Spirit, giving us gifts for us and for others. And what gifts they are. Because they flood us with God's, God's presence. God's presence is with us always. Now, I always thought it was kind of ironic. Jesus, right before His ascension, is talking to His disciples. He says, I will be with you always even to the end of the age, and then he leaves. Is he just messing with the guys, or what's up with this? Well, it's, it, he actually is with us always, even to the end of the age, as the Holy Spirit. 
Because if Jesus had stayed on earth as one person at one time in one place, He couldn't be with us always. He would be with a very few people and only for a few seconds. Never always to the end of the age. But as He ascends into heaven and sends the Holy Spirit upon us, then He's everywhere all the time, which means He can be with each of us always. Now, we had incense this morning, not just because it's pretty or traditional, but because incense is a sensual reminder of the presence of God. As you, as you smell that, that incense and that smoke, it gets on you and it gets in you and in your nose and on your clothes. And even after the service is over, it'll linger in here because that's how the presence of God is. It's all around us all the time in us and through us, just like that incense. God floods us with His Holy Spirit, with His presence. Then He floods us with His power. Now, we heard about the power today as that fire landed on all of the apostles' heads, and we get that same power today, God's power working in and through us. So, for instance, we have red doors on the outside of the doors, and that red is for the fire of the Holy Spirit to let you know God's Spirit is here, God's presence is here, God's power is here, and we trust that God is going to pour out His power upon us to heal, to save, to comfort, to counsel, to lead, to guide, to take care of people. God's power is there. So God's power, Jesus, God pours out the Holy Spirit upon us and floods us with His presence and His power and His protection. Now, Christians get sick, Christians get hurt, and Christians die. Everybody dies. But in the Messiah family, it doesn't happen as often as it does many other places. I have clergy colleagues who spend two or three days a week visiting people in the hospitals and usually do several funerals every month. That's not how life is in the Messiah family. And it's because we pray, because we trust God's presence among us and open ourselves up to that and we pray for God's power and He protects us. He is here with us, protecting us. Now, yes, some of us get sick, some of us get hurt, and all of us are going to die at some point. But God protects us very often. We've not had anybody tested positive for corona, as far as I know. We've had one person who tested positive for the antibodies. She had it in Australia. We have a couple of folks who think they've already had it. But God has protected us for the most part from this. God protects us from hurricanes. Thank you to the DART team for praying and keeping those hurricanes away. It's working. We trust God's power is going to take care of us, and He does. And even when He doesn't protect us, He protects it, us from it getting as bad as it could be. Because no matter how bad it gets, it can always be worse. God floods us with His presence with His power, with His protection, and with His provision. Back in 2008, when we just finished the parish hall, just in time for the recession to hit, that was the tightest time that the Messiah family has ever experienced financially. And it's been tight for the next 12 years, up until this year. This is the first year that we've been in the black at this time of the year in 12 years. And it's nice. But in that time that times are so tight, we never bounced a check and we were never late paying a bill because God provides. He 
he promises to provide all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus and glory. And he has done that and he is doing that and there's no reason to suspect he won't continue in the future. The point of Pentecost is God pours out his Holy Spirit upon all of his people and floods us with his presence, with his power, with his protection, provision, and with his peace. You see, if he's doing all of that other stuff, we can have peace in our hearts, peace that surpasses understanding, peace that's beyond anything that we can ask or imagine. Peace not as the world gives, but as God gives. Peace in the middle of the storm, peace in our hearts and our minds and our emotions and our bodies and our relationships. And is that not precisely what we need in this age of anxiety? What's the point of Pentecost? God pours out His Holy Spirit upon all of His people all of the time, not just a few, some of the time. And He gives us gifts to share with other people, to make us better servants to other people. And He floods us with His presence and His power and His, and His provision and His protection and His peace. That's why Pentecost made the big three. And even if it gets only the bronze medal, Far behind those other two, Pentecost is a great day and why we celebrate it. Now, if you're not sure you have the Holy Spirit in your life, or if you would like some more Holy Spirit in your life, or if you know that you need some protection and some power or some provision or some peace, we're going to pray in just a minute and open ourselves up to the presence of God to be with us and ask Him to flood us and to fill us up to overflowing. And as He does that, all of those other things will follow. Please pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come blow through us like a mighty rushing wind. Come, Holy Spirit, and pour yourself out upon us and flood us with your presence. Let us know that you're here among us. Flood us with your power, power to save, power to heal, power to comfort, power to change, power to do miracles. Flood us with your protection, Lord, especially those of us who are vulnerable. Father, flood us with your provision especially those who have lost jobs, who have had their hours cut, whose businesses have, have suffered through this pandemic. Provide for us, Father. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and give us your peace as we are anxious, as we're afraid, as we're worried, as we're concerned. Give us your peace. Holy Spirit, come among us and give us gifts, gifts that we might share to serve the world, to be your witnesses all over Give us your Holy Spirit, Lord. Empower us to change the world with Jesus, one child, one person, one family, one community at a time. Amen.